Forget any easy re-entry to the political year. The coalition government is back, back to work, and back into a bruising battle. You're looking for trouble, you've come to the right place. The city of Waitangi is sacrosanct. The government will honour the treaty. Kia ora ko Craig McCulloch-Aho, and ei te apurongo tōranga pūmō wiki. Welcome to Focus on Politics. I'm Craig McCulloch. The political year got off to an early start, as has become tradition, this year with a major gathering of Māori. In an extraordinary showing, some 10,000 people turned up at Tūranga Waiwai Marae on Saturday, responding to the Māori King's invitation. The nationwide hui in Narawahia was called by the Kingitanga for iwi to come together and map out a plan in response to the coalition's agenda. The message was one of resilience and resistance, with Māori arriving en masse in a show of solidarity. You are marginalising us. You are not honouring the treaty. An illiterate white supremacist is a nuisance and a hoha, but an illiterate white supremacist in power is dangerous. Māori all day, every day, we are here, we are strong. A call for unity and for accountability, a widow and a warning. They came to be noticed. We're not going anywhere. We're here, mana motuhake. We are a people and we are strong people. We matter. Don't forget us. The more the national and these governments decide to sort of trample on te tiriti, the more they're going to undo themselves. 100% take heed because we've got the strategies to help our government. We will never go quietly into the night. Notably absent among the thousands was the Prime Minister Christopher Luxon. Indeed, none of the three leaders of the three coalition parties made an appearance. Instead, they sent Nationals Tamapotaka as a government representative, chiefly to listen and to report back on the key themes. An absolute focus on unity, the things that actually make New Zealand the best place to grow up and grow old in the world. Our reo, our communities, Tiriti, the Treaty of Waitangi, and that focus on Kotahitanga. All, all of those things, though, many people here see as under threat by your coalition. Yeah, we have to work on things. So part of my role as the Minister of Māori Development is to make absolutely sure that we do focus on that Kotahitanga. It is a hefty responsibility for Tamapotaka as Māori Development Minister and one of National's two Māori Ministers in Cabinet. He has an extensive knowledge of te ao Māori and the background leading iwi organisations. But the expectations on him are enormous, from both his party and from Māori. It's a lot to ask of an MP who's been in Parliament little more than a year, and the opposition MPs are vowing to keep up the pressure. People are angry, and people want to put strategies together so that they can fight back against the, the rubbish that has been Spouted. They know that they should be concerned about taking us all seriously and they are trying to deny that. Luxon should have been here. You've got to come and front our people regularly, not just once a year. Well, I'm not really too worried about what other politicians say. What I'm worried about is listening and seeing what the whānau here have to say. That's my absolute focus. The most strident political voices in opposition have come from Te Pāti Māori, with its co-leader Debbie Naruapaka, this week using extreme rhetoric. We have a government that is so anti-Māori and displaying all the traits of typical white supremacists. 
The accusations did not land well with Christopher Luxon, who dismissed them out of hand at his first post-Cabinet media conference of the year on Tuesday. I think it's entirely inappropriate. I think it's very offensive, and I think it's very divisive and very unhelpful. You know, our job is we are here because we want to make sure all New Zealanders do well. I want to see Māori thriving in this country. I want to see non-Māori thriving in this country. He promised to take that message with him to Ratana later in the week, stating a desire to work and to partner with Māori to deliver improved outcomes. We are a country that has a diverse set of views. The day we all think exactly the same, we've got a big, big problem in this country. But it doesn't mean that we can't go forward together acknowledging that we will have differences with each other as well. And so that's what I'm focused on, is how do we take this country of ours forward? How do we keep it united? Acknowledging that we will have differences of opinion, and that's OK. Certainly he encountered those differences of opinion at Ratana come Wednesday. The event is held every year to mark the birthday of the Māori spiritual leader Tahu Potiki Wiramu Ratana. In 1924 he established his own church, which went on to produce numerous MPs and later aligned with the Labour Party. Over the years, the annual gathering has become regarded as the unofficial start to the political year, with MPs making the pilgrimage up the North Island's west coast to attend. This year it took on greater significance, billed as the second phase of discussion after the nationwide hui and a forerunner to Waitangi. And sure enough, the speakers there picked up the mantle. We will not sit idly by. We don't expect to be just spoken to. We want the opportunity to be walking side by side and working with you. Repeal this, disestablish that, abolish this, all in the negative framing of the language. So we're asking, what is the plan, Prime Minister? The government has no plans and never has had plans to amend or to revise the treaty or the treaty settlements that we have all worked so hard together to achieve the government will honour the treaty. The commitment was unequivocal, but it was somewhat undermined by the Prime Minister's separate equivocation surrounding the ACT Party's Treaty Principles Bill. That is the legislation driving much of the angst and anxiety among Māori as it endeavours to rewrite the treaty principles subject to a referendum. During coalition negotiations, National agreed to send it to Select Committee to be debated in public. But Christopher Luxon says that is as far as National's commitment goes. ACT hopes to persuade National to support it further, to pass it into law. And Mr Luxon won't rule out that possibility, only saying there is no intention. There is no intention, no commitment to take it beyond first reading. That is a commitment of our coalition government. The position of the National Party is incredibly well known. No intention, no commitment to take it beyond a first reading. It's not something that we support. Uh, We've made a compromise with both ACT and National and New Zealand First, uh, and as a result we're in the position where we are where there's no commitment beyond a first reading. David Seymour, though, clearly sees it as an open question. He was a no-show at Ratana, as is his usual practice, dismissing the event as a religious gathering, but is promising to show at Waitangi. New Zealand Firsts Winston Peters and Shane Jones did come, and in contrast to Christopher Luxon, they fired up. We're not going to be deterred by all sorts of false statements. I came here to hear Ratna, not to hear a political protest that was on last October called an election where they lost. I love debate. Come to Waitangi. I will see you there. Tēnā koutou katoa. The debate is certain to go to Waitangi and then continue.
Newsroom's political editor Joe Moyer joined me on Morning Report this week with Corin Dean and Ingrid Hupkus to break down the dynamics. Massive expectations, a lot of anticipation coming into this week, that first public showdown between the coalition players and Māori coming off the back of Saturday's hui. Everyone was watching just to see how the various players uh, responded, in particular Christopher Luxon. I think he took a a low-key, low-risk approach. His speech, um, it covered a lot of well-worn ground. There was a lot of talk about outcomes and delivery, as you would expect. It was not confrontational. It was not inflammatory anyway. It was, as I said earlier this week, it was that, that attempt to position National as, as a sort of calm, reasonable practitioner. We did get one of the strongest lines from him yet, um, and you heard it just before, that is that line, the government has no plan and never has had plans to amend or revise the treaty, that the government will honour the treaty. Now, what that means in practice, that's another question, as is, of course, whether Māori believe and trust him. Yeah, and I think too, there's a difference between honouring the treaty and then the treaty principles, which is obviously what we um, have been talking about in, in recent weeks and months. And when you're talking about what ACT and David Seymour's policy is around, that is very much around redefining the treaty principles, which of course are more recent. You know, they're from Geoffrey Palmer's time and, and they've kind of influenced the way the courts, the Waitangi Tribunal, etc., have, um, you know, been doing things. I think interesting too is that, you know, New Zealand First at the moment is on the same page ish as National not rushing to commit um, in any way to uh, support any further uh, ex-treaty principles bill after it's gone to select committee. But at the same time, New Zealand First does have some tendencies in that area. Um, You look at what New Zealand First has got in their coalition agreement around the Waitangi Tribunal and um, I guess limiting, reducing the scope that the Waitangi Tribunal has. Um, He was on Morning Report this week talking about that. And I think there is an element of probably redefining the treaty principles as well from New Zealand first end. They just would probably rather do it in a, uh, a quieter, in the backroom way than the sort of divisive argument that um, and debate that is going to come out of it in the way that um, it's been proposed at the moment. Nothing quiet, though, around uh, well, Shane Jones in particular, uh, performance at uh, Ratana, a bit of a contrast. You mentioned uh, the Prime Minister not being inflammatory there. Uh, but Shane Jones laying down the challenge to critics. Yes, he- heckled by those in the crowds. I, th- I I think it only really seemed to fuel him and it fueled Winston Peters. This is an arena that they are comfortable in. They are used to this kind of debate. And, and sure, they may not find much agreement there among the Rathana followers, but there is a, still a degree of respect. They come with a history. They are regarded as a rangatira. It gives them something of an advantage o- over Christopher Luxon, for example. And, and, and all of this, it, it plays well for New Zealand first. I mean, Shane Jones was pretty frank about it when he was talking to reporters afterwards. He said, look, sometimes his style may not go down well with Māori, but but it's well received by the rest of New Zealand. So they, and, and ACT, but neither of those parties have the same considerations or concerns as National does. They're much more prepared to go on the offensive to and, attack. And interestingly too, I spoke to Rahui Papa, who was one of the um, Māori leaders who spoke on behalf of the Kingitanga at um, Ratana, and he said to me that um, he had obviously pissed off, quote, unquote, pissed off um, Shane Jones, and that you know they were thrilled that they had got that response from him. So, I mean, that's interesting too. Is it, is it realistic and sustainable? for Christopher Luxon to maintain this sort of position of can't completely rule out the possibility of supporting the Treaty Principles Bill. Obviously, he doesn't want to support it, and but he can't quite say it because of the coalition agreement. It, it, it creates this uncertainty. It means 
we're going to, for Māori, there is an enormous amount of debate and uncertainty regardless, of, even if they're getting this reassurance. Is it enough? Well, he, he has had ample opportunity to put it to bed, and he has chosen not to. He said he's not sure how he can be much clearer on the matter. Well, I can help him. He could come on the radio this morning <laughs> and give an ironclad commitment that his party would not support the legislation passed. And what would be the consequences of that? I mean, seriously, what would David Seymour do? Well, exactly. I mean, David Seymour clearly sees this as an open question. He's hoping that there will be enough public support to build nationals might i can only assume that christopher luxon feels he is bound by this good faith clause in their coalition agreement in some way that's the only real explanation for why he won't rule it out but but as to, as to whether or not it, it actually that coalition agreement agreement actually stipulates that i think that that's a stretch david seymour um he presumably is quite happy with how this is playing out. I mean, he, he's going to get his debate. He wants this. Uh, even, regardless of whether it ever passes, he will be able to build support, build his, uh, push his argument. He, he would be quite happy with this has landed, hasn't he? Oh, 100%. I mean, he's calling for a debate. I think we can all agree the debate is well and truly underway already, and we've seen that. I mean, literally the, be- the beginning of you know this government's term and the beginning of this political year is very much talking about what David Seymour wants to be talking about. I think the most um, fascinating bit of all of that is that where the debate has been taking place so far, and that's at Tirungawaiwai Marae uh, last Saturday and then at Ratana this week, guess who wasn't there? Mm. David Seymour. If you want to have a debate, turn up and debate. A missed opportunity, I think. I mean, he, he has never attended Ratana. In a typical year, that wouldn't be a problem. But if there was ever a year to turn up, I think it was this one. It was a chance for him to engage, to show some good faith, given that, you, like you say, he's the one who has called for the debate, called for the discussion. And it, it was a chance for him to do that before Waitangi, where there are going to be much more robust scenes. I think that this approach that he has taken just guarantees there are going to be real fireworks for him at Waitangi. So, Waitangi, uh, I think Carmel Cipolloni said this morning on First Up uh, that Labour, the opposition, wouldn't be going on to the uh, Upper Marae with the government, which they have in the last couple of years, which wasn't always the way back in the day, so to speak, but you can understand why that might be. Yeah, so, I mean, this changed in 2018 after there had been years of scenes at Te Te Marae. Uh, a group came together, which included um, Shane Jones, actually, and uh, Calvin Davis and um, others who were involved in the National Waitangi National Trust, and they decided to move everything up to the Upper Marae at Te Whareirunanga. Um, part of that was that they wanted to show of unity around the poverty in terms of everyone coming on together, and that has taken place since then. Um, my understanding is that now the opposition parties, whether that includes Te Pāti Māori, I'm not sure they may choose to go on to Waitangi with uh, Kingitanga, who are also going to be welcomed on. That's on the Sunday, the 4th. Uh, opposition parties, so definitely Labour and the Greens, on the 3rd, the day before on Saturday. And then, of course, the, the government, the Crown parties, um, will come on together on the Monday, the 5th. Um, I think it's interesting because you've got that picture normally, um, the, the, the sort of TV, the radio, the print, all of that, the scenes that you see in the papers across um, television of that uh, opposition leader, um, political leaders, prime minister, all walking on in that front row together, that real show of unity at the start of the political year. And I think a lot of people think that that has been important and it has been significant and it has, um, you know, depicted something that, you know, you don't often see in, in parliament and politics. And that, of course, is not going to be there this time round. Indeed, Waitangi will be one to watch this year, given the growing tensions and its rich history of protest people will be there in numbers and emotions will be running hot. Expect direct confrontation as 
especially with David Seymour, who will be fronting to his opponents in Māoridom for the first time since the election. The past few Waitangi days have been peaceful affairs. Labour's Calvin Davis described them as almost boring. That will not be the case this time around. That's Focus on Politics. I'm Craig McCulloch. Thanks for joining me. Matewa. Thank you.